Time once again for our wine chat. 7.45 on a Saturday with Jack Farrow from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. I hope you're staying warm. Indeed. You have to. Oh, I guess. (laughs) My goodness. and the week ahead doesn't look any better. No, it looks actually worse, and if I may say so, with the with minus twenties, twenty three, twenty four below. Well, it's been a long time, yeah, since we've had a stretch of weather like that. So I suppose Minnesota Hardy, we just have to buckle down and get used to it. Hey, by Friday it'll be eleven above. Well, <laughs> so there, there little tropics. You running around? I'm looking for the rainbow t-shirt. there. <laughs> Amen. Well, two things, I who knew it was going to be this cold? Someone asked me the other day to talk about the ABCs of wine, anything but Chardonnay. And then I thought at the end I would give you three bottles of wine that are robust, real, real winter wines, if you would. But meanwhile, let's talk about ABC. Let's not ignore Chardonnay, because after all, Chardonnay makes some of the finest white wine in the entire world. Every time you have a Burgundy, and by many people's standard, the greatest dry white wine in the world is something called Le Montrachet. Le Montrachet comes from Burgundy, and it's 100% Chardonnay, as are almost all of the wines that you get from Burgundy, whether you're getting Chasson Montrachet or Merceau or Pellini Montrachet or Corton, etc., etc., even Maconais or Beaujolais Blanc. Those are all Chardonnay. So Chardonnay has a very, very respected place, and it's still the most popular varietal in the entire world. Having said that, let's look at some other alternatives to Chardonnay. The first one that comes to mind is Riesling. Riesling is one of the kings of white wine throughout the world. It's a semi-dry white wine, and the best Rieslings, in my opinion, come from Germany the Mosel, and the Rhine Valley. They grow a lot of Riesling all over Germany, but those are the two, particularly in the Mosel where you see those huge, steep vineyards where it's very hard to grow the wine, but the wine is very rewarding. Uh, the the uh, noble Riesling grape has a fabulous history. Uh, Ozonius of Bordeaux uh, and up and down the Rhine in Trier where the Romans planted wines and vines and they spread viniculture throughout germany the the germans did early or the, i'm sorry the romans did early on and uh such names as mosel blumchen which is flower of the mosel leaprow milk milk of the virgin uh, all those wonderful wine may wine that you have with a little woodruff in it etc years ago uh, medieval wine spread from germany and they were very popular and there's a good reason for it uh, the wines are quite frankly just delicious. If you're having, say, smoked ham or smoked pork chop, there isn't a wine made in the world that would be better to go with that smoked pork than Riesling. It's just a marriage made in heaven. And whether we're talking about great estates uh, like Bernkessler Doctor or Schloss Johannesburg, etc., or we're talking about something simple like a Geisenheim, they're the northernmost vineyards in the world. They produce some wonderful wines. And if you haven't tried a Riesling of late, try one. They're really good, and they're so versatile. They go with so many different things. 
My favorite is when you have smoked trout with a little horseradish sauce. You just can't have anything but a good German Riesling with that, and the marriage is made in heaven. Believe me, uh, if you've never been there, go there. It's a beautiful part of the world to go up and down the Mosul and see those fabulous vineyards. Some of those vineyards, incidentally, they have to attend to by pulleys, etc., because they're too steep for even mules to go up and down, much less tractors or anything. The people hook themselves up on the top with pulleys and kind of swing saddles like you'd uh, wash a skyscraper's window, only you're doing it with harvesting grapes. Other great white type that we overlook a lot is Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc originated in the Loire Valley in uh, in France, but it also is the principal grape type in Bordeaux, followed quickly by Semillon. And the blend Semillon and Sauvignon Blanc is what all white Bordeaux's are all about. And white Bordeaux is another wine. It's a bargain. Boy, I'll tell you, you can get a very, very good bottle of white Bordeaux. Just delicious wine for a very, very small price. And let me tell you, if you're having a seafood, uh, say you're having risotto uh, with a seafood risotto, there isn't a better wine in the world than maybe a white grave from Bordeaux. Uh, the wines are just made for that. In fact, I often told people a favorite of mine is something called Gravi Lacoste, and it cries for lobster, and it really does. It's an absolutely delicious wine. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc was kind of a wild wine. It's indigenous, as I said, to the Loire Valley in France, where a wine is grown called Sancerre, and we've talked about Sancerre many times, but Sancerre is really Sauvignon Blanc with a college education. It is the most complex Sauvignon Blanc in the world and an absolute delight. I can remember once sitting on a dock in, in Scandinavia, having lunch on this beautiful dock and having Sancerre, and you knew all was right in the world. It, it just went perfectly with the smoked salmon uh, that we were having uh, in this little wharf town. But anyhow... Uh, Sauvignon Blanc is grown all over the world, from South Africa to Australia. Of course, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs claim their own, uh, where 80% of the wine produced in New Zealand six years ago was Sauvignon Blanc. So they really do a wonderful job with Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, Chile, etc. Even in our country, some of the Sauvignon Blancs are just remarkable. And and it's a wine not to be overlooked. It really is a delicious wine. Now, let's talk about something else. How about uh, Pinot Grigio? Now, Pinot Grigio is relatively new on the scene. By new, I mean in the last 25 years, it's become very popular, and there's good reason for it. It's a perfect wine to have uh, as an aperitif. It doesn't take away from anything else and adds a little color to the conversation while you're waiting for dinner or something else. I love Pinot Grigio as an aperitif. And it's grown all over Italy, from Veneto to Trentino, Lombardy, Sicily, even up in Piedmont. They grow uh, Pinot Grigio, and it's fruity and dry. It has a wonderful minerality to it. It's just absolutely terrific. And while we're talking about that, we'll talk about its cousin, Pinot Gris, Pinot Gris is very, very popular, particularly in our northeast uh, part of the United. I'm sorry, northwest part of the United States, up in the, uh, Washington and Oregon. The Pinot Gris from there are absolutely delicious. They're a very 
close relative of Pinot Grigio, let's say first cousins. They're a little different. Then there's the other whites from Italy, uh, Vermentino, Soave, Verdicchio. Asti, of course, is a wonderful sweet wine that's not to be overlooked, which is made from the Moscato grape. It really is sensational. In fact, it's the only grape that when you take a bite of a Moscato, it tastes exactly like Asti Spumani. You can taste the grape in it. It's a terrific one. And, of course, let's not look over sweet wines like Chateau Yakem and uh, Tokai Essentia from uh, Hungary, that Tokai Essentia was the Viagra of the Middle Ages, and people just loved it. Uh, but the Tokai, dry Tokai, is also a very pleasant drink from uh, that part of the world, where they also get a wine called Galtner Veltner. And uh, there are very few wines that go with Brussels sprouts and asparagus. Galtner Veltner does do that. And I, from that standpoint alone, it's worth trying. There's other types, too, French Colombard, Picpoul, etc. From Portugal, Vino Verde, the green wine. Just a marvelous light wine that's terrific. Where they also uh, have borrowed the Spanish Albarino. Albarino is also an unusual white wine from Spain that is not to be missed. It's worth trying. And they also grow a lot of it in Portugal. Then let's not forget my favorite, Chenin Blanc. Uh, as everyone knows, my favorite wine to go with Turkey is something from France called Vouvray, and Vouvray is 100% Chenin Blanc, and Chenin Blanc by itself is just sensational. It's a wine from the Loire Valley, but they grow some wonderful Chenin Blancs, particularly now from South Africa. You can get Chenin Blancs that are an absolute delight. Uh, then, of course, my new favorite, Viognier. Viognier is from the Rhone Valley. It's a white wine with very distinct characteristics, uh, it, along with Marsan and Roussan. Uh, they're the white wines that give you, any time you get a white coat de Rhone, that's generally the principal grape type. There's one called Laforge Viognier, one of the best I've ever had. Then there's the Alsatian whites, Pinot Blanc and Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer is probably the spiciest wine in the world, has a very distinct nose, perfect with Pan-Asian food. And then, of course, uh, Torrent from Argentina, not to be missed also. It's a soft, sweet wine, etc. So whatever your type taste is, you find that there's a white wine that'll fit it, believe me. But don't forget, in saying all of this, I'm not saying anything against Chardonnay. I'm just saying there's lots of alternatives out there. But as I promised, I'd also mention a couple of robust red. There's a new wine out called Spokesman's Cabernet. It's from Oakville. They're hand-sorted grapes. It's, the nose is currant, blackberry, chocolate. It's aged in French oak and was given 97 points. It's only $30 a bottle. It's Spokesman Cabernet, and it would be perfect on a cold day to go with a hearty meal. Another one that isn't quite as expensive would be uh, the Zinfandel Torchbearer. comes from Lodi. It's $14 a bottle. And it, too, is a perfect wine on a cold night. Those Zinfandels just warm your soul. One last one is Amicone from Italy, as I often call it, the poor man's Amarone. It's also $15, $14 a bottle, and it is perfect if you're going to have something robust, particularly if you're going to have some maybe a pasta dish, that Amicone would be perfect to have. Well, I tell you what, I uh, not that long ago had a bottle from Haskell's uh, Amicone, and that was really good. Oh, really good. 
Except, well, you know, real Amarone, Denny, if you buy a bottle of that, it's going to cost 50 or $60. And this is called the poor man's Amarone. I think it's a, very close to it, and it's only $15. And I, as I said, it's a wonderful wine because, you know, well, when I, we talk about white wine, when the temperature is three below zero, some of these robust reds might be more appropriate to have and try the white wine. Yeah, indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, where you get a lot of help, like I have, go to any one of the Haskell's locations. They'd be glad to help you out. That's just absolutely true. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to talk about wine and pairing it with whatever food you have. So whatever the temperature is, they've got a wine that'll fit with whatever you're preparing. And you know what? Best of all, they're going to help you pick a wine that will not break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, down in Faribault, off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, there's a Haskell's in Plymouth, Minnetonka, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our winter catalog. And you can find all of the wines I talked about, particularly these three rather robust wines that you'll enjoy on a chilly night. Sounds excellent, Jack. Well, stay warm, and uh, we hope by the time we chat next week, it'll be on the plus side. I'm going to look forward to that, Denny. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.